Good Saturday evening and welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkie Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Minus the People's Choice Don Rodriguez, who was on special assignment, probably trying to let everybody know not to blow vape smoke into their Xbox Series S, idiots. But we do have some special, special people here with us tonight. And I say us because it's the Nubian Sumo. Sir, take it away. Greetings and salutations, everybody. This is the Nubian Sumo, James. Coming to you live and direct from parts unknown within the state of North Carolina. We uh, got a special night tonight. Uh, and we're going to uh, start off by introducing some good people of mine. Uh, uh, first up, we got an audience member here by the name of Darren. He's part of my GTG family. Next up, we got my man Cleophus, Mr. Clee over here. He's going to give us some old school uh, um, knowledge as far as the wrestling business from his point of view. I got my man, our regular, one of our, at our best listener, our greatest listener that you've heard on the show before, Mr. Raj Thompson. And we've got two other guests here who are representing the uh, Straight to Tape podcast. My man, Mr. Perry Elise the third. And also, Mr. Number One, Rob Studd. <laughs> so tonight, we're going to have us a good time tonight. Uh, first of all, I want to dedicate tonight's show to a good brother that we just lost. A person that I actually wanted to be on this show also, who, uh, has let, who's gone to, on to a better place, Mr. Darius Peterson. And uh, so we're going to dedicate this show to him tonight, and hopefully he'll be listening along with some of the other boys we got up there with him. They are, uh, and hope they enjoy this as well. So um, to start off, I'm going to go ahead and get that so Nubian out of the way for you all so that uh, we can go ahead and get started with this roundtable discussion I want to have with these gentlemen. So to start off uh, with the NWA, uh, we've got some brand new NWA World Tag Team Champions in Aaron Stevens, who you might remember as Damian Sandow in the WWE, along with a newcomer into the building named J.R. Kratos. And this man is very impressive. He's only been in the business for like maybe three, four years. Uh, he reminds me of a young Batista in OVW. He's got that same size. He's got that same swagger. And um, he's, look, he's looking real good. He's been wrestling on AEW. He's, he's been wrestling within um, NWA and United Wrestling Network. And he's going to be somebody to watch. But now he is. One, one, uh, him and Aaron Stevens are the new NWA World Tag Team Champions. Now, going into MLW, uh, you know that the restart will be coming on. Uh, will start be starting on November the 18th. You'll be able to catch it on um, BN Sports uh, on Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Uh, on Fubo, the Fubo app is on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. You'll also be able to now catch it on Pluto TV, which is another app that you can use on Saturdays on, at 7 o'clock and at 10 o'clock p.m. 
So uh, I look, you, know, you want to try to check, check, check those out uh, with MLW. They have a good lineup. They have, they have a pretty good show coming out of Chicago. So um, give them a look whenever they come back, start coming back on. Now, as, as, we, as we are speaking right now in Impact, they have the Turning Point uh, pay-per-view that they're doing. Uh, you got a lot of matches on that show tonight, uh, with the main event being Rich Swan versus Sammy Callahan for the uh, Impact World Championship. You got Sue Young versus Deanna Perrazzo, who's going to be in a no disqualification match for the Knockouts title. Uh, the North will be defending the Impact Tag Championships against the Good Brothers. Moose will be def defending the de facto NWA uh, TNA. World Championship against Willie Mack. You got Brian Myers versus Swoggle. Tennille Dashwood and uh, Jordan Grace versus Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie. You got Rohit Raju, who is the NX, is who is the X Division champion, who have an open challenge to anybody that wants to uh, go after the title. Eddie Edwards versus Sean Devari, who you might remember from uh, 205 Live. And Chris Saban with Cowboy James Storm versus Team XL. So uh, that's going on right now, and um, you'll be you'll be able to catch that after we get done here. So uh, you know, so listen to us first, and then go back and look at Impact. And then um, they also had the Talking Shop Mania Two that happened last night, which if you're able to catch that. It's even worse than the first one. I mean, this one is th th these guys, the Good Brothers, are out of control when it comes to these uh, pay per views that they've been doing, and uh, they're doing a good job. I mean, it's so bad what they do that it's good. <laughs> it's fun to watch. So uh, I advise you try to get a hold of that. Now in New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, on, on November the twentieth, you'll be having. Um, Kenta defending the right to challenge a uh, briefcase for the United States title against David Finley. And uh, J.R. Kratos, who I just mentioned earlier, will be going up against a former tag team uh, partner of his, Jeff Cobb. Uh, so that'll be a good match. Two big guys, two athletic, pretty athletic guys that, uh, that are going to go at it. Uh, on November the 15th, you've got the World Tag League and the best of the Super Juniors that are going to be starting up with uh, the two matches that will probably, in those, uh, in those uh, two tournaments that you want to kind of pay attention to to start out with is Hiromo Takahashi versus the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Taji Ishimori. And you also want to look in the uh, World Tag League for uh, Finn Juice, which is uh, Juice Robinson, uh, who used to be in NXT back in the day and uh, David Finley, who I just mentioned earlier, versus uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, uh, so uh, who are uh, uh, Haku, King Haku's sons, who are uh, wrestling in, in New Japan. So uh, they haven't been in New Japan in a while, so uh, it's good to see, it'll be good to see them back in uh, Japan working out. Uh, you also have an announcement that was made here about uh, Wrestle Kingdom. They've announced three tight. They've announced three matches for Wrestle Kingdom for mm -hmm. January fourth and the fifth. Uh, Okada will be going up against uh, Will Osprey, of which Osprey challenged him to a match uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
to uh, kind of build up his new uh, faction, the Empire. And uh, you also have Tetsuya Naito, who is the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion, who has made the announcement that he will be defending his title on both nights for the main events on those nights. Now, it's already been established that Jay White, who recently took the right to challenge the, uh, the G1 Climax right to challenge briefcase from um, Kota Ibushi, who will be in the main event on the 5th. And Naito has announced that he is going to give Kota Ibushi a shot at the title on the 4th. So whoever wins between Naito and Ibushi on the 4th will defend that title the next night against Jay White. So um, that's everything from That's So Nubian. And we'll go on now to uh, the roundtable discussion that I wanted to have with these gentlemen. So what we're going to be talking about tonight uh, is a subject that I have been having with a lot of people over the course of my wrestling life. And um, it's been interesting conversations with everybody that I've had them with. So what we'll be discussing today is world championships and how they're created. And if some of these folks out here, these wrestlers who are calling themselves world champions are actually really world champions. I mean, so to, in my opinion, in my knowledge of wrestling, I have learned that there are like three ways to establish a world championship. You either establish it by committee, by marrying a title to a, re a world title to a regional title, or you actually travel the world or outside of your organization with a world championship, defending it in different organizations. Now, I'm looking at a company like WWE who has who went a very long time calling them calling their top title the WWF or WWF or WWE Heavyweight Championship. And then, but everybody in the organization who had a belt was calling themselves world champion. Now, I'd always had the debate, you know, like I said, there are three ways to have a world championship. You know, how do they go about getting their titles? Now, they did, there was a time when Ric Flair was there and he brought the world championship with him from WCW. He had never lost it, but he did bring it with him. And he wound up winning in the, in the uh, Royal Rumble, the WWF Championship. Now, would that be considered a marriage? Some say yes, some say no. Uh, you also have the, uh, when uh, Chris Jericho wound up beating Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock in the same night, which merged those two championships together. Was that a marriage? Was that was that um was that um considered what uh would be a marriage of those titles? So uh, I just want to go around the table and ask these gentlemen, along with KG, you know, what do you all think about the world title and how it goes about being made, and who do you and who you think may be not may not be a world champion, who could be a world champion or should be considered. Or anybody that you want to bring up that hasn't really gotten any recognition as being a world champion, uh, 
and and uh and since we got you on the phone, uh, Perry, we'll go ahead and start with you. Yeah, what's good, everyone? See Perry Elysian the second. Uh, okay, I gotta take it back. All right. Uh, to me, the 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 most prestigious world heavyweight championship is, and, and to me, even to this day. Okay, and, and let me let me let me bronze bomber that. Okay, to this day, the greatest world championship, first and foremost, is the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Okay, I mean, let's remember, let's remember, this championship was started in uh, 1948 when uh, regional when regional promoters got together and formed the National Wrestling Alliance, okay? Uh, we're, uh, you know, we're, and this was, you know, maybe like, was it, maybe like, uh, you know, four, four or five years beforehand. No, actually, let me take that back. Let me take, take it up for it, okay? They uh, they decided on Orville Brown being that champion. Orville Brown got into, if I remember correctly, Orville Brown got into an accident, and then the champion became the legendary Lou Zetz, who held the champ, you know, who, established championship and held the held the championship on six different occasions okay uh the other part that makes the nwa world championship the 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 the, the biggest the greatest of the championships is because the what the, the, the nwa world heavyweight championship is like the godfather okay because this championship begat all of the other heavyweight championships Federation, 
and the American Wrestling Association. Okay, so those, are, those are two championships that was already created in the spun off from the National Wrestling Alliance. All right, and as then as Vince Senior. I mean, sorry, as when Vince Senior sold the company to Vince Junior, okay, that's when, uh, you know, that's when the World Wrestling Federation, uh, you know, went went through manifest destiny and decided to become a national promotion, okay. And that still made this, that made their championship big, but it's but it's still the you know the NWA title what is what created that, okay. And then you had the Crockett's selling. You know, Jim Crockett promotion to Ted Turner, creating World Championship Wrestling. Okay, and then Jimmy, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought up, I'm glad you brought up when, uh, you know, when Ric Flair, uh, you know, left the, uh, you know, left WCW. Because remember, the championship at that point was, you know, was renamed the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, which he took with him, and calling it the Real World Championship to the uh you know to the you know to the w you know to the wwf okay and then remember we had you know uh we had the match where like Luger really became truly the first recognized wcw world heavyweight champion once again he got from the national wrestling alliance world heavyweight title then 1993 philadelphia pennsylvania the NWA World Championship Tournament, when they, you know, when he tried to reestablish the title using, you know, using, uh, using Eastern Championship Wrestling, and the Paul Heyman swerve with, uh, with the franchise Shane Douglas, you know, defeating Two Cold Scorpio in the finals of that NWA World Championship Tournament, and then taking the belt in that classic promo, that classic promo where he tossed. The World Heavyweight Championship down. Well, he tossed Sweet Charlotte down to the ground and picked up his Eastern Championship Wrestling Championship and dubbed it the the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Once again, the National Wrestling Alliance begatting another championship, another World Heavyweight Championship. Then we take it to, then we want to take it to 2002 when. Uh, with uh, with Jeff and Jerry Jerry starting total nonstop action wrestling, okay, and then them entering an agreement with the National Wrestling Alliance to use the NWA World Title as their main championship until they until they broke off from the National Wrestling Alliance in two thousand and seven, and uh, and Kurt Angle becomes the TNA World Heavyweight Championship once again a championship we got from the National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight Championship. So now, when we talk, when we want to have this World Heavyweight Championship conversation, it starts first and foremost with the National Wrestling Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight Championship. That's we Charlotte, baby. That is the championship. And thank you, thank you everybody for coming out and uh, listening to us, and uh, we appreciate. It. Good job, Perry. That's why I brought you in, brother. <laughs> Good job. So thank you for that. Thank you for that history lesson uh, for everybody out there. Exactly. So, uh, exactly. So, uh, Mr. Clee, 
I know that you related to a lot of things. You was doing a lot of head shaking over there, like you know, you you you, you like you were reminiscing over there. So, uh, what are your thoughts on what Perry just had? To, uh, what Perry was just talking about? He hit it right on the head because you know, like he said, when the NWA first first started, or National Wrestling first started, you know, you had had territories uh, back then, and one of the territories was WWWF. That was part of the NWA at said time. Even Vern Gagne was under that under that umbrella. But it was a dispute between him and when he um when he beat who said so he said fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, I know we usually have Sam Adams, uh, Sam Jackson shows, but this is not one of them. But okay. we're gonna get it. We we comfortable here, so <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> You know, but the Rodgers lost, but for whatever reason, they see that uh, I'm about to break off. This will be my champion. So, becoming the first WWF champion. I think when you're talking about champions, you deal with the world champion. I, I think the legitimate world champion would always be the National Wrestling Alliance champion or the NWA champion. I mean, even with, and he missed this one back in about 86 or 87. World class kind of <clears throat> world class kind of moved off of the NWA and they created their own ooh, championship. Ooh. Yeah. <coughs> if I remember correctly, Rick Rude was the first kid. Yep. So you know, it's a lot of these championships were created because of and a lot of those a lot of those areas were actually NWA territory. So and like I was doing uh, last night on the other day, we were talking about, remember back in the day, they used to have the champion versus champion, the NWA champion versus WWWF champion. Uh, Harley Race was big in that stuff. Where was big in it? Don't happen so much anymore or somewhere it's, it, it, it seeks somewhere in the early 80s. But, you know, stuff like that is totally this. And I, to me personally, with the whole, like, I the WWF kind of uh, devalued and diminished the meaning of a world title because Sunday night pay per view, you win the world title, then Monday night on Raw, you lose. So, what's up with the with the twenty four hour or the twenty three hour world champion? They call those transitional champions these uh, I know days. Transitional <laughs> champions, but that's what he's he the bad guy for. So, a guy like a hard racing, and and, it, and that would last. For weeks or months. Yes, right. That, that, that's what we know as a transitional champion, exactly. not that, win that. it at a pay per view and lose it on Raw. Yeah, type, you know yeah. what I'm saying. That, that, that's what the bad guys was for, because back then they wouldn't let they wouldn't let the baby faces wrestle each other. So especially for title, so they put the title on a, on a, on whatever the heel that they could that drew the most heat. Held on him, he held it for a few weeks, and then the next week it was broke. So a lot of that is solely this and it's totally lacking. Because we don't when you think about like say WWF really really dealt with one specific organization. But when you dealt with like the NWA, you had all the territories around the country. And hell, even in Japan, the world champ would come there and spend about a book, month and a half month, like two months there. Wrestling against all the top competition, but his main match was always going to be whoever the champion was 
of that territory. So uh -huh. if Harley Race was the world champ, he came to wrestle the, the Ben Atlanta champ because he was supposed to be the number one, the, the top, the top contender, or whoever was the uh, U.S. champion for said territory. That's who he wrestled. He might have won, he might have lost, but by the body of his career or the time here, he was going to work. All right, we we losing the audio there. You went losing all the blank. Yeah, all right. a bit closer. Okay, okay. Uh, well, we're gonna move on to uh, uh, one of our favorite listeners, Mister Mister Thompson. Mister Thompson, you want to chime in? Let me say this. The NWA, okay, the NWA has always been the gold standard. Even when Flair had the belt in the 80s, uh -huh. when, you, when we looked at the Wrestler magazine, Inside Wrestling, whatever magazine you used, before social media, you always knew that Flair was going to go to somebody's territory and yep. take on the top competition and beat them or do whatever before he moves on to the next spot. My problem with the WWF or WWE, whatever you want to call them, it was to me, it was too much, it was too many gimmicks. Hulk Hogan, unfortunately, can't wrestle. Let's 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 just put it out there. Come on, his finishing move was a fucking leg drop. Really? Flair, Flair used to bleed, Flair used to go to territory to territory, and he had the mic skills. And, and, and my other issue with the WWE, they, they had too many gimmicks when they brought in the Cindy Lauper. They was too busy trying to make it rock and wrestling, where the NWA kept it wrestling. Unfortunately, they ran into some financial issues, but as far as I'm concerned, the NWA will always be the gold standard from the 80s going into the 90s. The WWE didn't get it right until they came into the until they started doing the Attitude Era. And they, and they went away from the gimmick or the gimmick shit. But if we're going to talk about as far as World Champion, yeah, the NWA is going to be the gold standard. Let, let's just, just cut it right there. Let's just, player will always be in my heart, will be the best that ever did it. You know, yeah, yeah, even Flair didn't have that many moves, but at least his mic skills made you want to watch him in the Four Horsemen. Yes, the Four Horsemen. Come on, man. Hogan, Hogan was fighting King Kong Bundy. Ten minute draw. Ric Flair asked for more time. 
They wrestled more time, and Hacksaw Butchery pinned Ric Flair. Now, a title match pinned Ric Flair with a cross body block. Star became a star after you know after after that match. Ric Flair. Hey, let me, let me Rick stop Flair. you real quick because I remember that match. It won't be mm-hmm. that was a thirty minute time limit. And, no, and, you and, right, yeah, you're and right, right, asked sir. for more time so he could beat him, and Hacksaw won, and Hacksaw grabbed the belt, and Flair took it from him was like, no, the match was contracted for 30 minutes, and walked out like ass. Yeah, so Rick yeah, Flair made you, he made you hate him. Yeah. He exactly. made you hate him. Rick Flair can make a broomstick look good in a run for the oh, I'm glad you brought up the broomstick. Let's not forget, let's not forget a, uh, a, in the Dallas Sportatorium. I knew it. Okay. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. When, when he took Kerry Von Eric, okay, yep. who was getting drunk in the car, in the parking lot, and he took him to a, he carried a drunk man to a 45 minute time limit drunk. Yep. A drunk man. Yep. All right, now we want to get Mr. Rob Studd in on the conversation. Sir, your thoughts? Um, listen, man, uh, these brothers pretty much laid it out, man, but I, I agree. I mean, uh, we, we all have, have talked about wrestling extensively um, during our uh, friendship, and we all agree, man. Um, the standard bearer is the National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight Championship. Um, that's pretty much the bottom line. And and if Flair uh, basically, he really to me made that title what it was. Uh, and and, and yes, ten pounds of gold, baby. Ten, yeah. ten pounds of gold, ten man. He he made gold. he made it what it was, man. I mean, he he. He took that title to to heights that it had never, you know, that it had never seen, and um, is the reason why I have such an appreciation for uh, that wrestling that that I do today, man. I mean, bottom line is the NWA. I mean, I, what, what more can be said? Now, now, what I want to do with y'all now is folks that may or may not have been recognized as world champions or not having gotten the recognition that they deserve for being the world champion. And I'm going to be a little biased here, and I'm going to name some names and probably have something in common. So I'm talking about like the Bobo Brazils, the uh, Ice King, King Parsons, okay. world championship, world class. Ron the Truth Killing. Not our truth. Not our truth. Ron, but Ron the Ron Truth Killing. Yeah. The first, the first, the first African American National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight Champion. Ron the Truth Killing. No, that's not true. They have they they have reached they have uh, they have in the last five, six years recognized. Bobo Brazil as beating Buddy Rogers in that match that they had. Now the match went to a uh, draw, went to a um, 
went to Bobo Brazil because um, Buddy Rogers faked an injury to end the match, but they gave the belt to him. Now, Bobo Brazil was like, I don't want to win this way. I don't want to have this belt this way. And Buddy Rogers was like, well, I never lost the belt. I never lost the belt. But And they gave the belt back to Buddy Rogers. But like I said, within the last five or six years, he has been recognized as winning the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. So he was is that, actually... Was that, yo, was that in Detroit? Was that in Detroit under, you know, under the big-time wrestling? Yes, it was uh, in Detroit. Really? Yes, it was. Okay, okay. I got a side note. Even though we know Bobo Brazil was the first one, I was in Baltimore Arena the night that Ron Simmons pinned I was there. I know, I know, I know we ain't gonna recognize him as the first black champion, even though the WCW tried to say he was the first one. But I was there the night that Ron Simmons pinned Big Van Bay. Yo, you want that brother that was in the front row crying? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, nigga, I was up in the fucking rafters. <laughs> we all remember that brother with the ugly cry in the front row. Yes. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. You must be talking about when Undertaker lost the fucking, when he lost the, uh, uh, what's his name? Was it Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar, when he lost to Brock Lesnar in WrestleMania. I ain't that dude that was sitting there with him. <laughs> Do with the glasses, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I bring up a question? Can I bring up a question? Certainly, go ahead. Go ahead. Can I, can I say this? You know, one of my favorite promotions of all time, one of my favorite promotions of all, of all time, was when uh, Bill Watts took uh, Mid South, you know, took Mid South Wrestling and uh, and, and turned it into the Universal yes. Wrestling. You know, uh, unlike, you know, unlike, you know, the uh, world-class 
championship uh, wrestling. You know, well, actually, really, yeah, that you know that one was yeah. Actually, that title was begat as well. And as, um, you know, as I'll say this: as terrible as that title and that territory was after they broke away from the National Wrestling Alliance. The garbage. Well, but see, this is why. I, no, not the UWF. No, I'm talking about world class championship wrestling. Oh, so, yeah, they, they, right. they went down. He was like real rapidly. Right they did, the but goddamn it, hey, debate me on this. When Flair and Steve had those matches, though, come on, no. bro. As far as far as sixty minutes in a wrestling match and moves and and, and, and making stiff shots to each other. They put on a fucking show back in 89. Dude, the only, the only, to me, the only rivalry, and I'm, you know, I'm, yo, 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 Jay Burke, I'm sorry we're going on a tangent here. Okay? Yeah, I, I, I'll bring you back. Go ahead. <laughs> the, only, the only rivalry to me, to this day, that, you know, that stands, you know, even close to that rivalry, okay? And Jay Burke, you're about to feel me on what I'm about to say. Hiroshi Tanahashi and the Rainmaker Okada. Those are the, you know, those that that series of matches between the two of them for the I, for the IWGP uh, Championship is the only, to me, the only rivalry that ever came close to those Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat Championship Championship matches. The yeah, only one. that is true because once. One day, the New Japan was on a downward slide themselves, and it was Hiroshi Tanahashi who put the title on his back and brought New Japan back to where it is today. That's why they he is so revered in New Japan as he as he is. He's he's almost like the Ric Flair of New Japan because, like you said, he was he when they were on the uh, bottom, working they were trying to work their way back up after. All those old school guys like uh, Muda and um, and Tenzan and um, and um, folks like that uh, kind of left and retired and got out of business. It was Tanahashi that actually brought them back. But to go back to the question that you asked about the UWF title and whether it is actually a world title or not, that's the reason why I'm having this conversation with you all. Because there are titles, like you said, if somebody came from NWA and broke off and had their own regional uh, or uh, federation title that was a heavyweight championship, not necessarily a world title, but they, um, they, but they were, but you got a, guy, a lot of guys who are calling themselves world champions. The WWF being one of them. You know, you got like you said, everybody, every all these organizations were begat from the NWA. When they broke off, they had to establish themselves as a world championship. Now, I could see, you know, like I said, there's some world champions that are made by committee. Uh, case in point, when they turned the uh, NWA Television Championship held at the time by Dusty Rhodes, and they declared it. A world championship. Why? Because one, he was defending it around the world outside of the NWA, and two, the committee disagreed that they wanted to make that a world championship. So, so you know, you got organizations like the WWF who went for a very long time calling them calling their top title a heavyweight championship. But when did it become a world title? 
is my question. When did it become a world title? Well, I mean, you got to think about it. The only time, it, the only time outside. Now remember the after meds, okay? Considered and called it a world, the world, the WWF heavyweight championship, even when the promotion itself was not using the the title world heavyweight championship. The only time, you know, the first time that you heard world WWF world heavyweight championship when that came up after you know after the uh, hold on hold on guys i got a headache i got a headache okay <laughs> after the hold on got a headache again uh the invasion <laughs> after the invasion and they took you know they took their you know the ww the wws version of the WCW World Championship and merged it with the WWF title, which Chris Jericho, when the one night, you know, you know, when the uh, one night four man tournament. Okay, so Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Kane, you can name all of them. Anybody. Prior to Jericho's win that night at that tournament, do you consider them pre-Jericho title reign, do you consider any of them really world champions? Here's the whole thing. I do. Okay? The reason why I do is because they were wrestling for what at that time was truly a worldwide promotion okay even if the championship was not referred to as the world wrestling federation world heavyweight championship okay at that time it was the big it was the big belt in the game okay but it but being but being the big belt in the game it was never married right the commit the committee plainly didn't consider it a world championship because they didn't name it one and they Damn. didn't defend it outside of the WWF. Right. The last time they defend, the last time the WWF or the WWE defended their belt outside of promotions when Superstar Billy Graham had the belt. Yeah. They have Bob Axel. Bob Axel. Yeah. yeah Bob, I'm sorry, Bob Axel. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. If I remember correctly, the uh, it was back in it was either back, I think it was back in '97. Okay, and it was a show. In Amarillo, Texas, which was supposed to be, which was supposed to be Terry Funk's final match. Okay, I remember mm-hmm. Bret Hart, the WWF World Heavyweight, I mean WWF uh, champion at the time, defending the title against Terry Funk on that cell. That's the last time I remember that you know that title being defended outside of, you know, the confines of, uh, of, of Titan. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to put this out here, and then we're going to go to the push. Uh, so get Delonte in on what he or what he needs to talk about tonight. Don't, but, don't I get a little something? Do I, do, I get, do I get to start with the big dogs, or do I, am I just 60? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
Hey, you've been you've been kind of solid over there, man. Come on, come on, come on in. But no, no, I mean, okay. All I gotta say is understand what I'm saying. I'm compared to you, gentlemen. I'm a puppy. You know, I grew up A's, but my love for wrestling didn't start until maybe I, about the mid '80s. You know, I, I grew up watching Flair and Sting battle on TV. It felt like it was nightly. And that's what shaped it. And then when, uh, I can't remember who said it, but when it was said that Hogan couldn't wrestle, finally somebody else said it. Hogan cannot wrestle. Cena cannot wrestle. They're good on the mic, but they can't wrestle. Just wanted to say that. But every promotion... Seen a portion, but you know, we, we'll say that for another. We'll say that for another another debate. Yeah, I'm putting in that. Hogan <laughs> can't wrestle. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Hogan could wrestle, but not in the U.S. Because Hogan did a lot of wrestling in, in Japan. Japan. Yeah, he did. There are videos Yeah, he was actually a better technical wrestler in Japan than he was yeah, ever in the United States. Yes, he was. Clothesline exactly. in Japan. Exactly. <laughs> but what I was going to say earlier is the only WW, and I like saying this, WWF, WWF, WWE championship that I recognize as a world championship is the light heavyweight title because that belt yes. went yes. to Japan and was defended in the Super J Cup. And that Super J Cup title went all around the world. It was not, it was, it was, at one time, it was 10 different junior heavyweight championships from eight different organizations. Jushin Liger, Ultimo Dragon, uh, the great Sasuke. Yeah, it was a few, Katani. Uh, yeah, he, uh, it was a bunch of a few folks that had. But even with that title, even with that title, you can take it back. You can take it back further than that with the original Tiger Mask. Right. Remember the original Tiger Mask feuding with a young, uh, with a young Tom Billington, aka the Dynamite Kid. Okay, for that, you know, for that championship in New Japan. Right. Exactly. KG, anything else? Well. Now, see, I took notes before we started. You know, I've been taking notes and, and writing stuff down. And I got pieces of paper and napkins and everywhere, everything, everywhere, because I've been doing this at work, at home, when something hits me. Now, I agree with the only world title in WWE that was recognized after Big Gold came over. Everything else was the WWF Championship or, you know, the Undisputed Championship. But... Every organization has, you know, their top champion. But here's my thing. Now that you, when you split a brand the way that they've done Raw and SmackDown. Now, I've always said the same thing. And, I, you know, growing up, if you were competing for the Intercontinental Championship, 
you were the next star to be born. They wanted to see if you could hold that championship when they had Austin, The Rock, and Triple H doing it doing the uh, Attitude Era. And you mix in a lot of other guys. They were the next ones to move up. Then all three of those guys moved up and carried the, 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 the flag, per se, for WWE. But now, those championships don't mean anything. They don't mean the same anymore. It, guy can come in off the street. He was signed on, on, on Saturday. He's going to appear on Raw on Monday. And automatically, he's already a, 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 he's wrestling for the Universal title. He's wrestling for the WWE championship. They don't mean anything. And my thing is, which title is the bigger title? Because at one point in time, the WWF championship was bigger than the world title. How? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But they don't mean the same thing anymore. That's, that, 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 that's just like the World Hogan's race. Because everybody who held it accounted the championship, the World Hogan's race, they didn't do shit. They stayed still. Look at uh, what's his name? Uh, Morocco. Uh, what they can't Honky say. Tonk Man. Uh, the dude that had before him. Uh, uh, Pat Patterson? Oh, uh, Morales? No, no, not Pedro. Uh, damn. Uh, shit, what is his name? What is Santana? Tito Santana, okay. Tito Santana didn't do shit. But he was well with the kind of little champion. I mean, the Macho Man was probably the person that broke out of that mold because he became a world champion. But it's like, like you said, it's always been with the WWF. It's like, I mean, they even to the point that they, they convoluted up as they got, I don't think it was not, but I remember when they, they finally did the, they did the brand split and rocked with the SmackDown. So they brought out the World Heavyweight Championship, dusted off the big gold belt. And just handed it to Triple H. World Heavyweight Championship and the WWF Championship. So who was the world champion? Yeah, I don't, let me let me say this and put this on record. I don't know why the WWE has two champions. That's asinine to me. But we've had this because we've had this discussion on the show where I feel WWE has too many belts, and I think My, they don't have enough. You don't get a belt, <laughs> right? You want a belt? You got a belt, right? Their champion—they should have one tag team champion or heavyweight champion uh-huh. where he can defend against somebody on SmackDown or go back and defend on somebody on Raw. My opinion as well. Yeah, My they had no well. business having two champions for, for well, each division. That's why they were supposed to. Yeah. It was supposed to be that way when they first did the Braves. But once they dropped, went over to uh, went over to SmackDown. Yeah. What well, was you know, so I was gonna say they have too many championships because they have too many. I'm sorry, Sam Jacket. They got too many motherfuckers on that roster, yo. That's why. That's why. That's why. Okay. That's why. And, I mean, and, but you know what? It also has to do with we also. It also has to do with money. Because uh-huh. you on you on a you on a public TV station with Fox, and then your other shows on cable TV. Mm-hmm. So the public, you know, the public channel gonna want their own champion so they can push the advertisers to give them some money. And speaking of advertisers, we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now. We're gonna get Delante in for the push, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna do a. Pr- I'm gonna keep try to keep these guys a little bit longer. I think I got. I think I got a little bit more brown water here for them. So. 
Uh, we're going to take a break and come back, and we're going to talk about the uh, upcoming Survivor Series and get some preview opinions on from these guys on what's going on with that. And we'll be right back with you. Woo! <laughs> Welcome to yet another installment of The Push. Delonte representing the sideline junkies. And uh, this week, um, I can rest assured this will probably be uh, a, a very unique um, segment of the push. Um, first, I like to uh, shout out Zelina Vega, um, great wrestler. Um, you know, of course, she really showcased her wrestling skills in NXT. Um, she was primarily used in the WWE as a manager, manager for uh, Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, but you know, as <clears throat> up until her release. Her media release, should I add, um, she was, you know, being showcased as a wrestler again, and she had a lot of great moves. Um, can move very well inside as well as outside the ring. Um, you know, here, you know, the WrestleManiacs. Um, you know, we we offer our opinion, and it's our true opinion. And um, I like to say, you know, her her. Release, firing, whatever you may call it, uh, it was just, you know, just crazy, just crazy. I think, um, you know, this is definitely a Vince McMahon, you know, decision. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I think they, they, you know, they took a, a tough loss. You know, that was one of their more talented um, women's wrestlers. Um, I felt like if utilized properly. She could have even possibly made a great champion for either brand, Raw or SmackDown. Um, or they could have possibly moved her back down to NXT. She could have been a great NXT women's champ. Um, great mic skills. Again, great wrestling. Uh, in-ring skills. You know, it's just it's just such a shame that um, WWE, they don't allow these wrestlers to be on Twitch or any of these third-party sites. Um, because they know that they can generate, you know, extra income. Um, we're in a pandemic, so more money or any money is good money, um, you know, as long as it's legal money, of course. Uh, so I, 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 me personally, I think it sucks. Um, you know, she does have a 90-day no, uh, compete clause. I, be I do believe she will go to AEW um, as they'll possibly offer her more money and she can still run her Twitch channel. Um, so I wish her the best. Um, I'm sure she'll land on her feet. Uh, if not AEW, then, you know, probably Impact or NWA. Um, you know, we just wish her the best, man. Uh, now, um, part two. Um, I like to applaud Creator for finally ending the Seth Rollins Ray Mysterio, uh, Mysterio family feud. Now it would probably go to Seth Rollins versus Murphy. As you know, if you saw SmackDown, Murphy, you know, kind of put the final nail in Seth Rollins, you know, coffin per se. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to move forward with this feud. Um, my suggestion is, <laughs> as a certain wrestler, they call you know his monster size. Um, but he's been fighting like little people. They should bring him in as the newest disciple for uh, for the Messiah, Seth Rollins. 
And I'm talking about Vince McMahon's seemingly new favorite wrestler, Lars Sullivan, or the freak, as they're just going to call him. Uh, I don't even think they're going to just drop Lars, uh, Lars Sullivan, Lars Sullivan, whatever. His name's just going to be the freak. Like, okay, you know, but, you know, why don't you do, you know, do us all a favor and then, you know what I'm saying, like, fight some formidable competition, dominate them, then, you know, we may consider to take you serious. Up until then, you know, you're fighting the luchador house party and a aging Jeff Hardy. No disrespect to Jeff Hardy, but, you know, I mean, we all we all age. So, you know, Jeff Hardy is aging. Uh, Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle, like, come on, man, really? You know, throw, throw him in the ring with uh, Braun Strowman. Um, I know he and Keith Lee, they fought NXT, but... You know, just, you know, I mean, if this going to be your guy, like, put him up against some of the, you know, top talent. Um, you know, it's, it's, he's on what, SmackDown? He can, he can definitely, there's definitely some formidable opponents for him. Even throw him in the ring with uh, Kevin Owens. Um, of course, he'll beat Kevin Owens, but at least it'll be an entertaining match. Um, so... We'll see where they go with this Seth Rollins Murphy thing. Um, you know, say so I, I I do believe that the Mysterio family they can move on to something else or possibly um, feature Dominic more. Um, I would even be okay with, you know, a Dominic Seth Rollins thing. I just don't, you know, Ray Mysterio and Seth Rollins. I believe the wrestling community is just kind of, you know, is not kind of, but very tired of. That feud. That feud went on for seven months. Uh, Becky Lynch is about to give birth to the baby within a month. So pretty much her entire pregnancy has been Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. So we could be possibly looking at eight months. You know, enough is enough. Please, and you know, I I hope it's over. I believe it is over based on the uh, No Who's Bar match that took place at SmackDown. So... Let's just hope that they stick to the script. This is Delonte representing the sideline junkies, um, urging everyone to continue to stay safe. These uh, COVID cases are rising again as the weather is starting to kind of drop, will dip down. Um, we're moving into the late fall, early winter season. So protect yourselves. Um, there aren't going to be a lot of closures as it was when the coronavirus initially hit. Uh, the U.S., but wear your mask, people. Wear your mask and make sure your nose is covered, too. Not, you know, hanging off your nose, you know, or not pulling down your mask. Like, protect yourself. Protect your family, you know. Um, and just be vigilant, you know. Um, it's Delonte, representing the sideline junkies. Uh, shout out to the Don. Shout out to KG. Shout out to... The legend himself, Nubian Sumo. Everyone take care. Peace. And we're back, folks. Thank you, Delante. And I think we are all in agreement when we say that uh, Selena Vega should not have been released in the way she was. And we hope that she lands on her feet. I'm sure she will. 
She got a lot of places to uh, look to in order to get back in, in the swing of things. And we look forward to seeing her back in the ring very soon. So right now, uh, I want to go over some things, uh, Survivor Series with these fellas. We got Survivor Series coming up next weekend. I know that uh, there's some holes that are still in the uh, card right now. Uh, as far as the match that um, is going to take place on Monday with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre for the title. And there's some uh, spots that need to be filled in the men's and women's uh, Survivor Series match. But I just want to go over every, uh, the matches with these gentlemen just to get their opinion because I know we're going to get into it a little bit more on, on the next show with when Don comes back. So to start off, we'll uh, start with the uh, uh, United States champion Lashley versus Sam, the Intercontinental champion Sami Zayn. So uh, what do you guys think uh, about those that match and who might come up on top on that one? Honestly, I, I, you know, look, look. Uh, first, I'm gonna preface my thoughts on this show that I am totally, totally not excited about. Okay, seriously, not excited about it. Uh, but for this match, uh, look, uh, my money's on Sami Zayn. Actually, uh, underhanded. All right, Rob. Um. I, I I can roll with that, P. I can roll with that. I, I I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement there. Uh, Clee, I know you don't watch a lot of the present uh, um, product right now, but you got a guy in Sami Zayn who was uh, all through the independence under the hood is El Generico, who uh, who, um, who really came up in the in the Indies and was an indie darling. Uh, never, never hardly spoke a word unless it was Spanish, and was very good in the ring. Who wound up coming up into the WWE and uh, making a presence against Bobby Lashley, who is an actual MMA fighter. Uh, he worked, he right fights for Bellator, and um, is a is a big oh, is a powerhouse. Oh, okay, so uh, so uh, what do you think? Yeah, I never heard. I never heard of the other guy. I know about that, but you have to, you know, like shit been destroyed by any kind of push or whatever. Blah blah blah. So, uh, I don't say anybody gets tossed up. I don't know. Okay, Rod. I'm saying we'll win this match by DQ. He'll do something. <laughs> Get himself disqualified. Make Bobby Lashley to disqualify him win the match on this ball. Me, aka Andrew Delon, against Riddy Moe. It'll be a DQ of some sort. He'll do some bullshit like he did against Apollo Crews on SmackDown to win the match. Now, KG, I know we're going to be giving our picks on next week, so you don't necessarily have to give us a winner because we'll do that next week. But uh, just give me your thoughts on what you think the match will be like. If there's anything other than a Bobby Lashley win, I, I need to build Bobby Lashley up. Hopefully, if Brock resigns, I can get my dream matches I wanted 12 years ago. But 
I need to build Bobby Lashley up. So I, I think Lashley somehow beat the hell out of Sami Zayn. All right. So next matchup is the Raw Tag Team Champions, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, otherwise known as the New Day. Against <laughs> against the, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits. And we'll keep the circle going. Uh, Mr. Rock. Uh, um, hmm. I really don't. I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not too. Uh, these new cats, man. I'm not. I'm not really. I, I haven't really uh, kept up a whole a whole heck of a lot with them, man. But uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the first guys. The new day. Yeah. All right, Perry. Okay. Here's what I, I, here's do, what I, I think, okay? Yeah. Yeah, you, the you SmackDown know. Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, will defeat the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Hurt Business. Whoa! Yeah, they do have a match coming up. I forgot about that. You gotta, yeah. You got to understand this, okay? And, and, and when we bring this, because there's another match that's coming up. That, I mean, that's on the show. Show that I that I'll bring up as well. Okay, but Survivor Series over the past, uh, you know, couple of years, especially with the brand going with the brand versus brand model. Okay, has been rather predictable with the build up up and going into Survivor Series. Okay, so Monday night, the New Day. It's the, the, you know is are defending the titles against the hurt business against Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Okay, so uh, and look, you look, you know how the WWE is about. You know, you know how they are when it comes to faces versus faces or heels versus heels. Okay, so I can clearly see, I can clearly see the hurt business. Winning the titles and then having a traditional heel versus face match at uh, Survivor Series with the Street Profits. Well, I am a huge, I am a huge Street Profits fan. Okay, I've been a huge fan, and and and, and it just didn't start when they first showed up at NXT because I wasn't sold. I wasn't sold. I wasn't sold until they went over to Evolve and got some seasoning. Okay. Right. At right. That point. That's when I realized. Yeah, this is going to be one of those tag teams that's going to be around for a couple of years. And plus, Tez Ford is a star. Yeah. Tez is a straight up star. Yes, he but is. Yeah, I see. I see that. You know. I see them. I see them winning the match at, at Survivor Series, but not against. Not against the new guy. And his wife and his wife is a beast. We'll talk about that when we get to when we get to right. The, uh, and we'll get to that in a moment. All right, Clee. I know you don't. Know, again, so uh, just you want to you want to give an opinion? You say the new day. All right, Rod. I want to give the new day this match, but they've had to run. It's time for it's time for the new guys to to, to carry the torch and go to the next level. So I'm gonna go with the three props. All right, so going on to the next match, we have Asuka, the Raw Women's Champion, versus Sasha Banks, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Perry, what you think? Uh, 
with with uh with both uh with both Bailey and Carmella interfering in this match, okay? The only reason why I say this is because Oscar versus Sasha Banks, we've seen it before. We've seen it before, we've seen it this year before. Nothing about this, nothing about this match excites me. Okay? Nothing about this match excites me. So I can't see or I'm hoping uh, that creative is smart enough to not give them give one of them, you know, uh, I hope the creative's not smart and is playing it smart here and to, to take, you know, to make sure nobody loses heat, let's do this one as a double DQ. Rock, you know what, man? I'm a, I'm a pull a, um, <laughs> I'm gonna do like um, like most most chicks uh, uh, become Dallas Cowboys fans because they like the helmets and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick Sasha Banks because she cute as fuck. Clee. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I knew that you date was Sasha Banks, so I'm going to roll with Sasha. All right. Raj? I'll be the black sheep. I, 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 I'll go with uh, Oscar. I, I'm going to go with Oscar. But you know what? Sasha just got that damn belt. I can't see them let, having her lose to Oscar after she just beat uh, Bailey. Raj, right, Raj, right. don't forget, lose to Oscar again this yeah, year. That's, yeah, I'll go, I, I'll go with Sasha, man. I'm going to go with Sasha. I ain't going to do that. I'm going to go with Sasha. All right. So next up, we got the SmackDown champion. Uh, I'm not even going to go into what the, you know, whatever. Uh, the SmackDown champion, Roman Reigns, versus the Raw champion, Randy Orton. And remember, we got a match coming up. With Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton for the title, who who will eventually go to this match against Reigns? So Perry. Oh, you already know where I'm going with this. Okay, um, I'm actually going to call Drew McIntyre beating Roman Reigns. Okay, because here's the whole thing: you wasted all that time on Friday night having. Having Drew McIntyre show up on SmackDown to, uh, you know, to confront Roman Reigns to beat his cousin in an unsanctioned match, okay, going into a championship match against Randy Orton, who just won the belt from, uh, you know, from uh, Drew McIntyre. Well, I, I mean, I, I see Drew McIntyre winning the belt back because once again, you know, you, you know, do, do you really want to see a heel? You know, does the WWE really want to put a heel, uh, a heel, um, Roman Reigns in the ring with the heel Randy Orton? And also going back to previous years, the last couple of years with Survivor Series. Okay, when. You, you had a match that you knew was going to be champion versus champion, and then the champion, one of the champions, loses their belts. For, you know, for example, 
You know, when AJ Styles, when AJ Styles was supposed to, when AJ Styles was a SmackDown champion and was supposed to wrestle the Raw champion, and next thing you know, he loses the belt to a heel, Daniel Bryan. Okay, booking by numbers, guys. Booking by numbers. Okay, uh, you know, you know, this this is what I expect from the WWE creative. It's not going to be a match. Randy Orton's not going to be in that match. And actually, and actually, if you know, and actually, I'll even, you know, I'll even put it this. Well, you know something? I can see it two ways, honestly. Okay, I can see Drew McIntyre beating, you know, beating uh, Roman Reigns, or I can see Roman Reigns beating Drew McIntyre because of Randy Orton. All right, Rob. You know what, man? F all that, man. I'm just. I just got to roll with, with, with uh, the Viper, man. RKO out of nowhere. Just because that's my dude. You know what I'm saying? Clay? Well, I like Roman Reigns because a dude that motherfucker can make a commercial with his daughter doing I'm, I'm a little teapot. Can't be a <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, Randy, Randy, Randy and I have a kinship. The Marie. I was going for the double dog because, like, like Rob said, Bible for that RKO anyway. I'm gonna go with that RKO in the week. Rod. Rock back and fight the rock of Mania is the main event. So uh Drew McIntyre will beat him Monday night, and then that'll be the match, and then he'll pin Drew McIntyre because they gotta build Roman Reigns up. Remember, they've been pushing Roman Reigns all this time. Nobody wanted him, but now that you've got him as a superhero, they gotta keep pushing him up and make him look invisible. So I got Roman Reigns beating Drew McIntyre. A great superhero, by the way. Yeah. All right, KG, we ain't heard from you in a minute. What's going on? What's what you got for? Oh, I'm sitting here just taking notes and, and and writing this stuff down, man. Trying to make sure I got everything from everybody. So uh when I can win this pay-per-view, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, but like I said, with me, KG, and Don will get into it again uh next week. So we'll give our picks. That's why I'm not giving any. But now we're gonna go into the five on five matches. We'll start with the ladies. Uh, on Raw, t- on the Raw team, you got Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, uh, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana going up against Bianca Belair, the Riot Squad with Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, who just got in on Friday. And they've got two open spots left uh, on their team that they'll probably fill up on uh, next Friday before the pay-per-view. So, uh, Perry, what do you think? And... If you want, you can also uh, chime in on who you think the other two uh, members of that team, of that SmackDown team, will be. This match ain't about those other two members. Team SmackDown wins because, to me, this this this, uh, this Raw versus SmackDown women's match is about one thing, and that's building Bianca Belair. Okay, Bianca Belair wins. Bianca Belair ends up being the last person on her team, and she eliminates. Okay, it's going to come down between her versus Nia Jackson's chain of Baszler, and she's the one that's going to win. Because right now, right now, 
what it feels like is that they are putting a rocket on her back. This girl is talented. She's got the look. She's got the, you know, she's got the athleticism and she has the strength. Okay. This is the woman. This is the woman that will, I'll go ahead and say it. By WrestleMania, by WrestleMania, she is going to be the SmackDown Women's Champion. And it starts in the, the, the Rocket. The Rocket truly starts in the SummerSlam match. I mean, in the Survivor Series match. Rob? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have to agree simply because I don't see them putting Nia Jax over. So I'm, I'm just going to roll with, with Perry's assessment on that. Just, just based on the fact that, I mean, is Nia Jack still damn near crippling people when she wrestles them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So, oh. <laughs> she is a big girl. I mean, wait, 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 wait. You say that like, well, okay, first of all, before you say it, KG, let me, let me preface this by saying this is KG's girl. Nia Jack, Nia Jack is KG's girl. I love Nia Jax. You know, I'm, I'm with you. I love Nia Jax. Okay, I love Nia Jax. Trust me. I, I you know, I, you know, even though she, you know, even though she, you know, even though she wrestles stiff, she wrestles a little bit reckless. Okay, uh, no, I love that woman to death. Please. No, but this is KG's baby's mama, so I'm just letting. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, yeah, she's been known to, you know, kind of uh, yeah, be real she, stiff yeah, with people. She's real stiff and she's fucking up some of her spots. And she injures people. Yeah. So she's re real reckless in the ring, man. So who do you, who do you, who do you think, Clee? Uh, Raw SmackDown. I would say whoever Diane Jackson's not on, so shit. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Raj. I got two words. Bianca Belair. Thank you. Thank you. End of discussion. I thought you were saying Thank you. I'm going with SmackDown. All right. So for the men's side, we've got on Raw, we got AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, Sheamus, and Riddle. The phenomenal AJ Styles. Versus Seth Rollins, Jay Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, and a player to be named later. So, Ferry, where you at? Uh, look, this one's going to go go to Team Raw, okay? Uh, I mean, I could see the last two standing on Team Raw as being AJ Styles and Keith Lee, okay? Yeah. I could see Keith Lee, I could see either one of them being the just the last person standing in the entire match, okay? But whoever's left on Team SmackDown, okay, who, to be perfectly honest with you, to be perfectly honest with you, this Team Raw versus Team SmackDown match is a weak match, period. Okay? It's a weak match, period. Especially on the Team SmackDown side, okay? So the so I'm going with Team Raw. It's either going to be, like I said, and it's going to, you know, the, and the lone survivor is going to be either AJ Styles and Keith Lee. Especially after the performance that Keith Lee put on last year in Survivor Series. How can you go away from building him further? Last year, remember, he was one, you know, last year, you know, you know, last year, 
you know, him and Roman in the ring together was freaking magic, okay? Freaking magic. This year, you know, this year, you know, put the you know, put the rocket on Keith Lee. You gotta put the rocket on Keith Lee. I mean, that's limitless. Raw, what you got? Um hmm. Uh, first team was team uh, Raw. First team, oh yeah, Raw, Raw. The Raw team is AJ Strowman, Keith Lee, Sheamus, and Riddle. I'm gonna roll with. I'm gonna roll with them. All right, Clee. I don't really know anybody besides uh, AJ Styles. Okay, Raj. Keith Lee pinned Randy Orton. End the discussion. I'm going for Team Raw. Woo! Woo! Wow! Woo! Right. Wow! Right. Nobody talks about that shit. He beat him fair and square in the middle yeah. of the ring. Exactly. It's but but he's the champion, but Aunt Orton's the champion now. You're going to keep Lee be the last one in the ring. He'll, he'll pick up whoever the last person on SmackDown is. Yep. End the discussion. Yep. Agreed. All right. So that goes over the. Uh, Survivor Series matches. Uh, I appreciate these guys for coming in and having this uh, roundtable episode with us. Uh, now, before we uh, do our parting ways and our, and our closing out, I want to make sure that these two guys, Mr. Stud and Mr. Elise, gets a, gets a plug-in for their show. Because it's a, it's a very excellent show. I listen to them every, every time they come on. Yes, yes. And I want to make sure that they two, that you all listen to them, too. So, two o'clock on Sundays, baby. So, uh, fellas, I'll, let, I'll, give, I'll give the floor to y'all so y'all can uh, let us know about your podcast. Go ahead, Pete. All right. Well, straight to take, man. Unapologetic and insightful conversation. I mean, look, that's just what we do on straight to take. Uh, you can catch the show on Sundays. 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Facebook, live on YouTube. We also have audio version. We also have an audio version of the show uh, that you can find on all your favorite podcasts and platforms. Tomorrow's show is going to be a very interesting show because uh, you know we have songstress Carlita Durand in the house. Uh, first album that she's put out. She, you know she's got a new album coming out. First album she's put out in years. Okay, and she's gonna bless us with her presence. So definitely check. You know definitely check that show out. You know. And, and, you know, and support, you know, support. Uh, we look, we are actually up for a, uh, for a WRAL Voters Choice Awards for favorite podcaster, okay? You go by W, you go by the WRAL uh, website, you go to the vote, you go to the Voters Choice Awards, you know, if you, if you hear us, you like us, go there and vote for us, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah the, um, you know, the, uh, voting ends on the 22nd of this month, okay? And all we, our goal, our goal, uh, period and flat out, is to be your favorite podcast, all right? And that's what we do on Straight to Take. So, look, God, I thank you. I thank you for, you know, you know, inviting, inviting me and Mr. Maximus, you know, into, you know, in, 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 into the, you know, into the WrestleMania again, man. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Dude, I've been bugging Jay Burke for a minute. Okay? <laughs> I've been bugging Jay Burke for a minute. I was like, yo, Jay Burke, man, come on, man. Yo, 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 we, yo, you know you
you know you gotta have a song. Well, I made well I made it happen, and to and I'm gonna give the floor to the social media assassin, Mr. <laughs> Rob Stud, aka Rob Maximus. Yes, yes, yes. Number one, Rob Maximus in the building. Straight to tape, unapologetic and insightful conversation, as, as Perry so eloquently stated. Um, you know, we 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 uh, have some podcasts that we rock with. We definitely rock with this one. Um, no doubt. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We, we consider you guys family. Uh, we are very honored to have uh, finally been able to come out, join you guys, man, and and and, and have this conversation. We really appreciate it. We rock with y'all heavy. Um, thank y'all. And, um, you know, just keep keep on rolling, doing what you're doing. And, uh, and uh, you know, keep keep uh, supporting Straight to Tape like you do. We really appreciate it, man. We, we love you guys for it, man. Thank you very much. All right, KG, any parting words? Well, outside of the usual, um, we talked about Nia Jackson, my love for her. Uh, but also, want to I want to talk about my love for Ruby Riot and her new haircut. Gosh, she is gorgeous. Oh my goodness, things I do. That one. But um, <laughs> and then also, I can't I can't go without showing love to uh, Liv Morgan, and also, of course, my girl Jordan Grace. New pics up on her Instagram now. Hold on, hold on. I apologize for breaking in there. You a Jordan Grace fan too? Oh, we yeah. are a big fan of Jordan Grace <laughs> on the sideline junkies. Wrestle Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. We love us some Jordan Grace, and when we get off the when we get off the uh, air, we, uh, KG got a story for you. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, of course, you can hear us um, every major podcast and platform, every major streaming platform, and then tomorrow morning, myself and the boss BJ will be live with the Sunday Rise, knocking down the marquee games, breaking down. Uh, Buffalo and Arizona, and also Washington versus Detroit. So please join us on Podbean for that. But if you can't get up that early because, you know, you had a rough night, you can always catch the replay that will be available by 12 o'clock. And, and with that said, we're going to finish up this Rebel Yell Small Batch Rye. And I'm going to finish up my Favorite one of my favorite, my the favorite stick of mine, the Alvo Lounge, in honor of our brother, our fallen brother, DP. I hope you enjoyed the show, man. And this was, as I said earlier, this is dedicated to you, bro. You'll be sorely missed. And this part, as far as I'm concerned, this part, I'll be doing this podcast for you, bro, from now yes. on. Yes, all right. So for the chief, big chief daddy, show the youngin, Rob, Raj Thompson, for Cleophas Huxtable, for Mr. Perry Elise, for the social media assassin, Mr. Rob Studd, and the big guy, KG. This is the Nubian Sumo. We are the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. And Konnichiwa, bitches. <laughs> Diversify your bonds. <laughs>